In this presentation, we will discuss real estate rents with regard to sole proprietorships typically reporting on Schedule C. This information can be found in Publication 334. Real Estate Rents If you are a real estate dealer who receives income from renting real estate or an owner of hotel, motel, etc., who provides services, maid services, etc., for guests report the rental income and expenses on the Schedule C, or CEZ. If you are not a real estate dealer or a kind of owner described in the preceding sentence, report the rental income and expenses on Schedule E. So keep that in mind. Again, there's a difference between the Schedule E and the Schedule C. So the Schedule C is what we're concentrating on here, profit and loss from business, as opposed to a Schedule E, which is going to be similar in that it has kind of an income statement type of format, but this is going to be the supplemental income and loss schedule E, uh, which you could in certain circumstances be reporting the rental property on as well. So once again, let's go through the requirements here. We're thinking about a schedule C type of business, real estate rents. If you are a real estate dealer who receives income from renting real property or an owner of a hotel, motel, etc., who provides services, maid services, etc., for guests, report the rental income and expenses on the Schedule C or Schedule Ski, uh, C, EZ. If you are not a real estate dealer or the kind of owner described in the preceding sentence, report the rental income and expenses on Schedule E. Uh, for more information, you can see publication 527, Residential Rental Property, including rental income of vacation homes. Real estate dealer. So what is a real estate dealer then? Because that's going to be part of our uh, description up here. So what's the definition? You are a real estate dealer if you are engaged in the business of selling real estate to customers with the purpose of making a profit from these sales. Uh, rent you receive from real estate held for sale to customers is subject to SE tax, self-employment tax. However, rent you receive from real estate held for uh, specialization or investment is not subject to SE tax, self-employment tax. So there's a couple other things that are, are important with regards to these two things. You, you might think, well, what's the point, right, between these two? They're basically the same thing. We've got the Schedule C is a net income that's then going to flow through to the 1040. The Schedule E is also a kind of income statement that's going to flow through to the 1040. So what? why does it matter? I mean, why do we need a different form? Well, there's a couple things that, that could differ, and what, one could be that whether it's subject to self-employment tax, which we know is significant, so Social Security and Medicare, and the other could be whether the IRS considers it to be passive income or not, and if passive income has different kind of rules related to having to report it, and different rules with relation to a loss, if there's a loss, which is another thing. So the two, two main things the IRS is really skeptical on or really wants to be aware of are the self-employment tax, Social Security, and Medicare, as well as if there's a loss. What do you do with a loss in a situation where the expenses are greater than the income? They're very skeptical on that, and there's different categories of income uh, if there's a loss and different type of tax treatment. So those are two things, two of the reasons, two possible reasons, my explanations for them, as to why we would need to break out, in some cases, some things that are reported on a Schedule C versus uh, a Schedule E. So Trailer park owner. 
Rental income from a trailer park is subject to SE or self-employment tax if you are a self-employed trailer park owner who provides trailer lots and facilities and substantial services for the convenience of your tenants. You generally are considered to provide substantial services for tenants if they are primarily for the tenant's convenience and normally are not provided to maintain the lots in a condition for occupancy. Services are substantial if the compensation for the services make up a material part of the tenant of the tenant's rental payments. Examples of services that are not normally provided for the tenant's convenience include supervising and maintaining a recreational hall provided by the park, distributing a monthly newsletter to tenants, operating a laundry facility, and helping tenants buy or sell their trailers. Examples of services that are normally provided to maintain the lots in condition for tenant occupancy include city uh, sewerage, electrical connections, and roadways. Hotels, boarding houses, and apartments. Rental income you receive for the use of occupancy of hotels, boarding houses, or apartment houses is subject to SE self-employment tax if you provide services for the occupants. Generally, you are considered to provide services for the occupants if the services are primarily for the convenience and are not services normally provided with the rental of rooms or occupancy only. An example of services that is not normally provided for the convenience of the occupants is maid service. However, providing heat, light, cleaning, uh, stairways and lobbies, and collecting trash are services normally provided for the occupants' convenience. Prepaid rent. Advanced payments received under a lease that does not put any restriction on their use or enjoyment are income in the year you receive them. This is true no matter what accounting method or period you use. So we saw this information with regard to prepaid rent in prior presentations when thinking about what type of method we have, accrual method, cash method. Note that if we are the recipient of the rent, if we're getting paid, if we're getting the money, then the IRS, and what's happening is, if, for example, you could think of us getting the money this year, but the rent doesn't happen. They don't, the, the, our occupant doesn't use the facility. They're paying for next year's occupancy of the rental place, and they paid us this year. Well, the IRS's standpoint is going to say, well, if it wasn't a cruel method, you would think that we wouldn't have to include it in income because we got paid this year and the rent doesn't happen, the, the usage doesn't happen till next year. So we would like to not include it in income. But again, the IRS is going to say, well, you got money and we want some of it like now. You got money, you could afford to pay the taxes. <laughs> you got it now. So no, it doesn't matter what method you're in. Typically, if there's a prepayment of rent and we're the one that received it, the IRS will usually put in a law, put in the, the regulation that we should include it in income. doesn't matter whether we use an accrual method or not usually. So that's typically going to be kind of the case here. Back to the text. Lease bonus. A bonus you receive from a leasee for granting a lease is in addition to the rent. Include it in your gross receipt in the year received. Lease cancellation payment. Report payments you receive from your leasee for canceling a lease in your gross receipts in the year received. Payments to third parties. If your leasee makes payments to someone else under an agreement to, to pay your debts or obligations include the payments in your gross receipts when the leasee makes the payment. A common example of this of income 
is a leasee's payment of your property taxes on leased rental property. So note, obviously, if we have two individuals here and one's the landlord and one's the tenant, usually the payment goes to the landlord. But obviously, if the landlord has someone that they owe, then you can imagine the situation. The tenant pays the landlord, the landlord pays someone that they owe, or you could just say, hey, tenant, pay that person for me. But obviously, if they do that, it's the same kind of transaction. So the IRA, you can't just say, well, you didn't get income because the, the tenant paid off an obligation that was for the landlord. So clearly, the, the IRS would consider that to be, in essence, a payment that was then paid out. It would be, in essence, income that would have to be reported and possibly pay taxes on. Back to the text. Settlement payments. Payments you receive in settlement of a leasee's obligation to restore the leased property to its original condition or are income in the amount that the payments exceed the adjusted basis of the leasehold improvements destroyed, damaged, removed, or disconnected by the leasee.